This week's training is about how to dispo your deals without a team or using anybody else for top dollars. This is something that I speak to a lot of wholesalers that have been doing this for a few years. And the first thing they tell me is like, yeah, you know, I have a dispo team. When I hear you have a dispo team, I'm picturing that you're doing north of 10 plus deals a month. And that means a team of one on dispo. Like you don't need a massive team for that. But when you are doing less than five deals a month and you have literally anybody else doing dispo except you, it's a red flag for me, right? Because real estate is a relationship-based business. You are treating your buyers like they don't matter. That's why you're passing them off to somebody else. It's disrespectful. <laughs> your buyers are the whole reason why you're going to make money. You have to treat them with respect and you have to nourish those relationships. And the way that you're going to nourish and treat them with respect is by giving them your time. Because guess what? When I speak to my buyers, I'm an investor myself. I know how to connect with them, right? When I connect with them, I make sure I have good quality buyers on my list. This is where a lot of the problem comes in. This is why a lot of people need a dispo person because what you end up doing is building a massive buyers list. And when you get a deal or a contract, because it's not a deal yet, when you get a contract, you blast it out and you hope for the best. Now, what ends up happening, and please let me know if I'm wrong, right? I know I'm not, but you can share your opinions. Um, when you blast it out, You'll get a lot of people that are just wasting your time, wholesalers, people that are trying to play at real estate, and it becomes a process to wholesale a deal. It becomes a process to dispo the property. This is why you need somebody doing it. It takes a lot of time, a lot of effort on your part. Here's my dispo process. I text one buyer, the address, the price, and pictures of the house. They say yes. I schedule a time for them to see it. The house sells. That's all I did. I don't need somebody to do that for me. Simple, very quick. And most of the time, I don't even go to the property property with them. They go by themselves or I have somebody else meet them out there because I don't need to be there with them. They're just there to verify that the pictures I send them are accurate, which they are. That's the whole wholesale process. But when you are complicating it the way that you guys do, it, you need somebody. Now that's more money that you're putting off. And guess what happens? You're probably not wholesaling for top dollar anymore because that person, trust me, does not know how to run a business like you do. You're the business owner. Nobody's going to care about your business like you care about your business. And you need to understand that. Now, why is it that I spend my time building my buyers list? My buyers are what dictates what the market is doing. If I have nobody wanting to buy in a certain side of town, I should not be marketing to that side of town. It makes no sense. It doesn't matter what the numbers are anymore. You understand? Because nobody wants a house there. Now, I understand, you know, for the right price, anybody's a buyer, but that's a game at that point. We're not building a business. I want to build a business. So the way I want to build a business is I want to know what my buyers want, where do they want it, and I go directly for that. Because when I get a property under contract, I get it under contract with my buyer in mind. I get it under contract at a price that I know my buyer is willing to pay for. So there's no guesswork when it comes time for me to wholesale a property or even to get it under contract. I met a wholesaler recently that he's telling me, yeah, we got like six contracts right now, but we're probably going to close about three or four. I'm like, what? Why? Why didn't you close all six? Well, I can't find buyers for my other ones. Why'd you contract them? I mean, he was a good bullshitter, but he had no answer for that one. You know, because it was like, well, why not? Why wouldn't I contract? Because you don't have a buyer for it. That's why. And you're going to have to back out and look like an asshole. That's why you don't contract those, right? I, our close rate is 
The only time we've ever backed out of a contract is because the seller lied to us. They, they told us what they told us. And then when we did the title work, we found out that it wasn't true. That's the only time we backed out. But never because we couldn't find a buyer. Because I don't contract a house that doesn't have a buyer. It's a waste of my time. It's a waste of my resources. And it pisses off the sellers. That's for damn sure. Right? So when you are doing wholesaling, when you're doing all this marketing, you need a good quality buyers list, not a quantity buyers list. A quantity buyers list means a shit ton of work for you. And it doesn't mean top dollar. A qualities buyers list means top dollar and very little effort from you. And it means higher close rate on your properties. You're going to completely increase the close rate on your properties because you're contracting houses that your buyers want. So let me give you an example where else this works. We got a property. Our offer on that property was about 40 grand. The lady needed 70. I went to one of my buyers that buys houses in that area. I, I send them all the pictures, the address. I'm like, hey, any chance you can do this for 80? He looks at everything. He's like, yes, I can do this for 80. I go back to my seller, contract it for 70, which is what she needed. I went to my buyer, wholesaled it for 80, made 10 grand on a house that, based on my numbers before, it wasn't going to work. But because I had my buyers, I was able to do that. And it was very simple to get done. Now, a funny little tangent on that, my buyer says to me, Afterwards, he sees the house. Everything was great. He says, you know, I would really like it at 75. I was like, I would really like it at 85. What's your point? <laughs> you know, like one tip that I could give you about buyers, five grand is never going to kill a deal for a buyer. If it is, that's not a buyer you want to be working with. Because as a buyer, I bought a ton of houses. Five grand is never killing a deal for me. If five grand makes or breaks the deal, I'm running my numbers really bad. So that is not a buyer you want on your list. You understand? Five grand should never kill a deal. So when he told me five grand, I wasn't going to go down five grand. It was never going to happen. Because I know if, if five grand was the reason, you're, you have other problems. You're not a buyer for me. And I know this guy. I know he was a good buyer. So when I told him, I was like, dude, I can't. He's like, all right, cool. Bought it for 80. Not that hard, right? So when, why, again, you don't need dispo, especially VAs as dispo. And no, no offense to VAs. I love VAs. I use them all the time. I have them a part of my team. I've had a VA that he's been with me for like seven years, right? I love using VAs. But again, this is a relationship business. When I speak to my buyers, I have a pulse on the market. When I speak to my buyers, they're telling me why they're buying here, why they're not buying there, why this house, why not that house? What's the level of repairs? What are they seeing in the, in the construction side? Is labor going up? Is materials going up? I get the rundown on the whole market. And for me, I'm not just a wholesaler. I'm an investor. I flip properties. I have rentals. I build houses. So having that kind of pulse on the market makes me a really, really good investor because I know what's happening. I know how to protect myself from deals and different situations that I'm going to get into. I know if I'm going to get a flip on this side of town, I have buyers that have done flips on that side of town. All I got to do is pick up the phone. And guess what? They're going to answer my call every day of the week because they deal with me on a daily basis because I bring them properties. So whenever I need something, they're right there. Again, it makes the process and running your business 10 times easier. We complicate this so much. We really do because everything we've been taught from the beginning, 70% minus repairs, you know, you got to, uh, you got to build a buyer's list, blast it out to everybody. Look, guys, I don't even do uh, non-refundable deposits with my buyers. I don't. I don't need non-refundable deposits. I've qualified my buyers beforehand. 
And all my buyers, I've told the same thing. If I send you an address, the pictures, and the price, and you tell me yes, you go confirm the house, you go see it for yourself, and everything is as is, but then you tell me no because whatever the hell reason, you're out of my buyers list. You're done. Because if I can't count on you, I'm not going to sell to you ever again because now I look like an asshole, right? I'm not blasting it to everybody else. I, I'm wasting my seller's time. You're wasting my time. So all my buyers, if they want to be on my buyer's list, when they say yes, you follow through because I'm bringing you exactly what you want. Now, don't get me wrong. I have buyers that come December and they're like, John, I'm not even buying right now. Cool. You don't have to be buying, but don't tell me yes when I send you the picture, the address, and the, and the price. You understand? Because the pictures I send, I send at least 100 pictures of every one of the properties we wholesale. At least 100. I don't hide anything. I send you all the ugliest pictures possible because I want you to understand what it is that you're buying. I'm not trying to hide anything. I don't want you showing up to the house and being like, dude, you didn't tell me it needs a whole new roof, right? I don't hide anything. What you see is exactly what it is. So if you said yes to the pictures, I know you're going to say yes to the house because there's not going to be anything else in that house that I didn't show you already. So you're going to close. So my buyers list is built of very quality buyers that every time I text them, it takes me all of like 20, 30 minutes to dispo a property. And that's why I do it myself. Because guess what? If my buyers are, I got a property that I know fits my buyer's profile and they're telling me no, I want to know why not. This fits your profile. What happened? Are you no longer a buyer or is this no longer the type of property you want? I need to know those things. Again, a VA sometimes is not going to be able to ask those questions and connect with the buyer that way. They tend to run it more like, you know, almost like an interrogation, right? I need to ask these questions. I hit, need to hit these marks because this is my job. We're investors. We know that we need to connect with the people we do business with. If you don't connect with the people you do business with, you're losing out on doing business with these people. That's why I have a student right now in St. Louis and she's building her buyers list. And she was telling me that her buyers, she sat down with one of them. He's like, man, I got to tell you, I've never had these kind of questions or even a sit down with any of the wholesalers I've dealt, but, uh, done business with. I'm like, I know because wholesalers are lazy. All they want to do when they get into wholesaling the first thing they try to do before they even get a deal is how do I get myself out of this? <laughs> you start doing wholesaling and the first thing you want to do is stop doing the business. It makes no sense. If you don't like real estate, if you don't like talking to people, if you don't like dealing with investors, don't get into real estate. Go do something else. This is a relationship-based business. It means you need relationships. It means that who's better out there to build these relationships? You will. There's nobody else better than you. It's your business. Nobody else is going to care more than you care. So when you're building your buyer's list, when you're displaying your properties, you're the one that needs to do that. And it shouldn't take you more than like all of 20, 30 minutes to display a house. So new buyers, how do I deal with new buyers? I'll bring up, I get a property and let's say I have a new buyer. I make sure to still get properties where I have old buyers that I know will snatch up that property regardless. Then I'll send it out to my new buyer, right? Test them out. If they deliver and everything, cool. I'll, I'll pay more attention to them. But what I will not do is if I get a buyer that says, I want houses in this side of town that I have no vetted buyers in, I will not start marketing to that side of town. Because if this guy flakes out, I lose out on whatever I did on that. I waste money. I waste time. I waste resources. Again, I'm running a business, not a charity. So if they're doing that, I'm not, I'm not going to follow through. Now, if they're telling me, yes, I want a house, 
and it crosses over with where my other buyers want houses, I have no problem throwing you in the mix. Because if you flake out on me, cool, you're no longer part of my buyers list, but I have a backup buyer for it any day of the week. So I don't just do marketing where a new buyer is telling me they want. You know, I still keep my marketing as it is, and they got to fit those criteria where I already have buyers. And what you want to do is build a couple buyers for each criteria, right? So I have for fix and flip, I have two or three solid buyers that they're buying, I would say, north of eight to 10 properties a year. If you're a buyer that doesn't buy more than eight to 10 properties a year, I'm not even going to consider you as one of my buyers because typically what happens is people that buy less than that, they do one property at a time. So if you don't catch them at the right time, you're never going to sell to them. You know, if you catch them in the middle of a project, I can't right now. I got to finish this one. Right. And it's fine. That's your strategy. That's whatever the buyer wants to do. But as a wholesaler, you're not a good fit for me. I need a buyer that can handle multiple projects at once that when a deal comes up, they can get it done. That's why when I bet my buyers, I have how are they funding their deals? Where are they buying their houses? Where don't they want to buy their houses? What's the level of repairs they want? What's the level of repairs they don't want? You got to, I mean, this is what's incredible with every conversation I have with buyers. Most of my buyers don't have a buy box. And what's a buy box? It's exactly that. What's, what are the details of the properties that they're willing to buy? Most buyers don't have that. They don't know. They always give you that response of like, well, if the numbers work, well, obviously, schmuck. Like if the numbers don't work, you shouldn't be buying the house. You're a genius. You know, so it's like, let's sit down and let's review what it is that you want and don't want. And the best questions I ask is pretty much what they don't want. Where don't you want to buy? What type of house don't you want to deal with? What type of repairs don't you want to handle? Because most people, they already have their hell no's, right? And with getting all those hell no's out of the way, it puts you closer to the hell yeah type of properties that they will pick up, they will snatch up. So we start vetting our buyers that way. And how do you get these buyers to pay top dollar every single time is, again, the sales process. It's the vetting process of getting your buyers on that list. So whenever I get my buyers on the list, I'm getting buyers. They only buy from either MLS or other wholesalers. There are no buyers on my list that do their own marketing. Now, a little side thing. If you're a buyer and you want good deals, you should be doing your own marketing, period. Right? We started doing it. We had to build out our acquisition side and everything. We built out the whole business. I strongly recommend you do that. That being said, you know, if you want to deal with wholesalers and the MLS, that's fine. Just understand you're probably not going to get killer deals. You're going to get good deals that you can keep making money, but you're not going to get these killer deals out of that. But those as a wholesaler now, <laughs> those are the buyers you want. You want to connect with those. And I have buyers all day long that they tell me, they're like, I know I can get better deals if I did my marketing. I just don't want to do my marketing. Cool. You know what you want. That matters. You know what you want is very powerful. So I find buyers that buy off the MLS and buy from wholesalers that don't do their marketing. If they do their own marketing, what ends up happening is they're used to getting better, bigger deals. So they're not going to pay you top dollar for your deal. You understand? But when you get buyers that buy from wholesalers in the MLS, they got nothing else to do but buy at a premium price. Because if they don't buy from you, they're not buying anything else. You understand? They have no other choice. They have no other option. And that's when you get to use the strategy that I taught last week of what are the houses in similar condition selling for on the MLS. And then you want to price it to your buyer a little bit below that price. That's how you get top dollar wholesale on all of your properties. You know, one of my students just now, we were reviewing the deals that they've been that they've got for this month. 
one of them is going to be, I think, like a $20,000, dollars $25,000 wholesale deal when they're usually making seven dollars to $8,000 wholesale deals. And it's why? Because their buyers are different. Now they're asking for more money because these buyers have no other way to, you know, to buy anything else. They're not doing the 70% formula because that's pointless. You're not the buyer. You don't know what these other buyers are buying for. And then when they're wholesaling to them, they're like, man, yeah, I didn't think somebody was going to pay that much. It's like, I know because you're not the buyer. They are. They know what they're doing. You don't know what they're doing and you don't need to. You're not the buyer. You can run your own numbers when you're buying the property, but if you're not buying the property, your numbers don't matter. What matters are the buyer's numbers, not yours. Who determines if that's a deal? Your buyer determines if that's a deal, not you. This is why we get we make this so hard. We try to figure out, well, what are the repairs? What's the ARV? What's this? What's that? What's this? Dude, you're not buying the house. None of that matters. What matters is what do your buyers want? How do you know what your buyers want? You're the one talking to your buyers. You're the one speaking to them. You're the one having the conversations with them. You're the one that vetted them. You are the one that knows who your buyers are. That's why you're doing the right marketing. That's why you're negotiating the right deals. That's why you're getting the right contracts. That's why you close all of the contracts you do. This is not difficult, guys. This really isn't. If this does not make sense to you in any way, I strongly recommend you reach out. I'll explain it better. But... The biggest thing I hear from people is like, it can't be that simple. It really is. I make a lot of money doing this. One of my students just now, she closed, they're closing a $62,000 a month. It's just her and her husband. That's it. They have nobody else on their team. They don't need anybody else on their team. They work two, three hours a day. Why? Because it doesn't have to be that damn hard. It's not that complicated. If you build it correctly, this business does not take that long to run and to make a lot of money doing all right. So I hope you guys enjoyed this training. If you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you subscribe, hit that thumbs up. And if you want to participate in the Q&A that we're about to get into, just uh, go to Facebook and request to join the Prime Wholesaling Method Facebook group. And you'll be able to jump on these lives with me and have, you know, whatever conversations we end up having. So that's the training, guys. Thank you all for watching. And for my Facebook community, Start dropping your questions and let's uh, discuss some strategies a little bit further. Let's give this another shot. Let's see if we can get uh, somebody on camera. All right, there's the link. Haha, <laughs> if you build it, they will come. Yeah, but that's why, Tanya, that, like that's exactly why you build your buyers list first because then you know exactly what to go after, right? It, it really, again, it does not have to be that hard, but we do make it difficult. We make it hard because we're trying to, you know, get kind of just people always say you know when you get a good deal uh you'll find the buyer nonsense nonsense because what is a good deal most of you don't know what a good deal is i didn't know what a good deal was when i got started the only thing i know a good deal is is the ones that i do myself that's a good deal other than that if i can't find a buyer i don't know if i have a good deal or not you understand so th that's the dumbest advice i've ever heard and i always hear people say it and I'm like, yeah, that's how you know that you haven't been doing this for very long. How often are you connecting with your buyers to check their parameters? Uh, very consistently. So my premium buyers, I text them almost bi-weekly. So I'm always communicating with them. If there's a big shift in the market, like interest rates start dropping 
or when they shot up or like at the beginning of 2022, the taxes, insurance, everything went up here in Texas. Uh, I started checking in with my buyers, right? My buy and hold investors, because I knew that was going to affect them specifically. So I started checking in with them. And when they told me, they're like, yeah, we're, we're not changing anything. I was like, cool. So just so you guys know, I'm not going to be bringing any more deals to you. Because if you're not willing to leave money on the deal for it to cash flow, I need to wholesale it to you for less than I will wholesale it to my fix and fill up investor. So it actually, the formulas flipped. For those of you that like the formulas, we start, we needed to do 70% minus repairs for buy and hold investors, but 80% minus repairs for our fix and flip investors. Because the fix and flippers, they were willing to take a little bit less and get more properties on the pipeline. So our formulas all changed up. We started buying properties at 75, 80% minus repairs, right? But what helped me understand that was pretty much that. It's that I knew that the market has shifted. So I told all my buyers, especially my buy and hold investors, I was like, I'm not bringing you any more properties because you're not going to pay what I want. And what ended up happening is after a few months of them, you know, mulling it over, they, they reached out and they're like, all right, I'm, I can leave up to 50 grand a property. Okay. Now, now I'll consider you for a wholesale deal again. Right. So you, you I talked to them biweekly, my strong ones, my other ones, any other buyers that, you know, they're kind of like my secondary tertiary buyers, just once a month, touch base with them. Um, I have some of them that just end up show, coming to my office. I have an open door policy with them that they can come whenever and we just hang out, drink some scotch or whatever, and just continue to build that connection. But they also buy a lot of properties from me. So, you know, we, we nurture those relationships. Appreciate all the information. I'm still waiting on my first deal. So I'm soaking up all the information. I've always been told relationships. Yes. Yeah, Tanya, it's always relationships. And again, you want you're you haven't done your first deal. The only thing you should be doing right now is networking your ass off. You need to be networking nonstop, going to all of your local real estate meetups, as many as you possibly can, and meeting all the end buyers you can meet. Right? These are your fix and flip buyers, your buy and hold investors, your buyers that like doing owner finance, your buyers that like Airbnbs. Your buyers that want maybe are buying lots, land, mobile homes, find all of your buyers because once you get a nice pool of buyers, then you're going to know what the marketing is that you need to do. A lot of people do this backwards. They go to a shit ton of marketing, throw a lot of money at the wall and hoping something sticks. Don't do it that way. Trust me, it's a lot harder to do that way. And I have a whole playlist on YouTube about like how to build your buyers list, qualify them, ask them the questions, all of that. I have, I mean, I have pretty much all the trainings on there for free. So make sure you check it out. So you let buyers sell themselves rather than use of, I don't need to sell them. Yeah. They're, they're buyers, right? You want a property. Here's a property. Do you want it or not? Right? Like I'm not, I don't need to sell you anything. You want a property. You gave me your criteria. You gave me your metrics. You gave me everything you wanted. Here's a property that fits all of that. If you're not buying, then you're wasting my time. Because why'd you give me all that information then? You understand? Like it's, it's pointless. I'm a buyer. I still, I buy houses from wholesalers agents all the time. I can make a decision within 10 minutes if I'm going to buy this house or not based on those three criteria. You send me the pictures, the address, and the price. I do all of my own due diligence. And guess what? Because I have a such defined buy box, if you send me a house that's slightly outside of that buy box, my decision is done in less than a minute. I look at that. I'm like, nope, I don't buy there. Thank you. 
I don't even look at it. I don't care what you tell me, John, but it's a 50% deal. I don't care. I don't buy those properties. I do what I do very, very well. And it makes me a lot of money. That's all I'm doing. Every successful investor that I gotten the privilege to sit down with, and I know a lot of them, they do one thing very, very, very well. They don't do a million things. They can do other things, but they do the one thing very, very well. And since I started doing that with my business, my workload has gone way down and my profits have gone way up. It's gotten so much easier to run this business. Networking is how I've done my first five deals. 100% Blake. Networking is by far the biggest skill you can ever have. Is network. You go to a networking event, you don't talk to the same people over and over. Every time you go to a networking event, talk to all the new faces you don't see. You get their information, get what they're doing, figure out what it is, and then set up time throughout the week to meet up with them for coffee. Never lunch. I don't like doing lunch with people because it kills like two hours of my day. I like coffee uh, simply because if within 30 minutes I feel like this conversation is going to be a waste of time, I can leave. Oh, sorry, I got another appointment. Uh, but lunch, it's like kind of want to got to wait until the lunch gets served, until you eat, until the check comes. You don't want to be rude. Coffee gives you a great out. But that's when you build the relationships. But a networking event, it's for you to meet as many people as possible. When you go to a networking event, use it like speed dating. Talk to every single person in the room. Every single one. Get to know every single person that's in the room. And what that does is it also works flip, where every person in the room gets to know you. And then you start showing up, and people are like, oh, John, it's you again. Hey, John, hey, I see you everywhere. They start remembering you. And this is something I've talked about. I did a video uh, a few weeks ago talking about building your personal brand. This is how you build a consistent business. Because when people know who you are and what you do, they can do business with you. If people don't know you exist, they can't do business with you. Very, very funny how that works, right? So by you going to all these networking events and participating and doing all these things, that's how you're able to do business with more and more people. Because they know who you are, they know about you, and they see you every time. Can I connect my buy, uh, connect my buyers before putting an offer contract on the deal? Yeah, so there are, one of the things I've done, like I said, in that one deal, it, the prices were off, right? I, I was offering 40 she wanted 70 So I went to my buyer. I sent them the picture, the address. Now, this is a buyer, a buyer that buys from me consistently. Um, I trust him. He knows me and everything. So I was fine sending him the information and I told him, Hey, can you do this? You still got to give him a number, right? Um, there's been a few times where I asked my buyer, like, what do you think you can do on this deal? And knowing that whatever number he gives me, I'm going to bump it up when I bring it back to him. Right. Uh, because as, as you should, as a buyer, you should always look out for you. So never give your top dollar. But I'm going to poke you and try to get the top dollar anyway because, you know, I don't know if I'm going to get it that low. So I got to do what I can as a wholesaler. But, yes, I have brought the deals to my uh, buyers first and be like, hey, I got this one. I'm talking to the seller. Um, what, what do you think you can do so I can go lock it up? So by doing something like that, you're able to kind of get your numbers together and, and stuff like that. But I only do that when it's a property that's really funky right? It's, it's either that 3000 square foot home in a 1200 square foot neighborhood. That's like, it's the oddball house in the neighborhood, or it's a house that needs completely everything. And all the other houses aren't that jacked up. So something where I'm not able to find an as is comp for the house, 
that's when I will reach out to whoever my buyer is for that area and be like, what do you think of this? You know, what, where would you see yourself being on this? Because they're going to run their repairs, their numbers, their comps, their everything. And they'll be like, I can't pay more than this. Now you have a number that you can go with. If there aren't any more questions, guys, we're going to go ahead and uh, end the session. Just keep in mind, guys, the group is for me to help you. If you have any questions throughout the week at any point, put them in the group. Ask away. Reach out. Like That's the whole reason for the group. I did open officially the mastermind. I will be having our first meeting next week. So if you want to join the mastermind, I'm going to be putting a link on Facebook uh, shortly after this for you to apply. Uh, there is an application process. Uh, not everybody will get in. It's only, you know, you have to have done at least a few deals. I honestly want to build a mastermind of people that have done it. They know they like it but they want to ramp up. They know they don't have systems. They don't have process. They don't have the, the right techniques and we get to ramp it up. And in this mastermind, I'm going to be bringing on special guests that are industry leaders and you're going to have Q and a sessions with them, but it's only for the mastermind people. Um, I'm also going to be doing deal anatomies where we'll break down deals. We've done negotiations, numbers, buyers, everything. Uh, we're going to have my business partner jump on. We're going to do some dirty deals, these are the ones with all the title issues, with all the messes that pay out very, very well, where we buy interest on properties, like certain percentages and stuff like that. And then we collect the money in the foreclosure. Fun process. Um, we'll be doing uh, hot seats where we'll have uh, members from the mastermind hop on and we'll dissect your whole business, give you ideas, opinions on how to improve it. You'll have access to the, the training program I created, which is the nine pillars. Each pillar has uh three modules so it's a total of like 27 training videos and there's more because i have other training videos that i've added to them so you're gonna have a total of like 27 training videos and everything so it's got a lot and the more training i create if for you guys it's all going to be free for anybody in my mastermind any trainings any programs i create it's always going to be free so if you guys are interested in joining the mastermind and everything, again, the, the link is going to be in the group later. Um, and you're going to have to just apply, see if you qualify for it. And, um, and that's it. Uh, so, yeah. So thank you all for watching. Thank you for hopping on. I appreciate you. Uh, I'll do a poll also uh, soon to see what other topics you want me to hit on for next week. And, yeah, I'll catch you all next week.